AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm GM. And welcome to Bar Talk. Wait. Feels like we were moving on. Scars you left to barely gone. But all that changed. Second you walked in the room. You hate this place, so why are you here alone? There's no way to hide it anymore. Cause I didn't hold it. Slip now's broken. Look at you through pieces on the floor. There's no point in acting. Cause on the fractures. You and me, we got history. Are we meant to be? Bit our chemistry, slippery, bittersweet. With my teeth, fuck it. If we fall across that line, would we be different this time? But you and me, we got history. Are we meant to be? To overthink Does that mean I'm not over it for you? For you Are you really done with me? Or will our history repeat? There's no way to hide it anymore Cause the body you're holding Slip now's broken yeah. Look at you through pieces on the floor There's no point in acting on the fractures You and me, we got history Are we meant to be? Bit our chemistry, slippery Bittersweet, with my teeth, fuck it If we fall across that line Would we be different this time? But you and me, we got history Are we meant to be? History, are we meant to be? Bit our chemistry, slippery, bittersweet, with my teeth, fuck it. If we fall across that line, would we be different this time? But you and me, we got history, are we meant to be? But you and me, we got history, are we meant to be? Australian Musicians Radio.com
one and all, men, women, children, creatures, and other aliens, to Bar Talk, episode 13, with myself and that son of a bitch, Gareth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah, cool. You know? Oh, that's a perfect ring in, you know? Oh, hey, guys. Hey, uh, I need some help doing the show, you know? Like, I sacked you once before, but can I? Can you help me out? <laughs> yeah, I- you- you bastard. That's a blatant lie. I haven't sacked you. I've only <laughs> permanently laid you off. <laughs> What's yeah, up? Anyway. What's uh, up? Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm at Studio Melbs, obviously, out, out in downtown FTG. You're at uh, Studio Bocky. Um, on the hill? I'm on the hill. You're in the gully. Yeah, we're doing the uh, the, the remote thing. Yeah. On the Barra Diddy Barra Talk. In, here in Mask Land. That'd be Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. I'm having fun with the picks and stuff. You know, everyone's having a bit of fun. I think that it's the only uh, way to get through it. Ziggy Alberts. I don't know about Ziggy. I don't know how much fun he's having. <laughs> uh, I know Loz is having a bit of fun, as they say, Gareth. Um, I'm not going to. <laughs> not going to go into too much of what happened there, but but because you mentioned it on Min Factory last week, but yeah. you are. All I can say is any controversy is good controversy because it's publicity. Am I right, people? Well, you know, we are the publicity. <laughs> <laughs> so we just share shit. Now I know why you just, just want to share just, shit. Just, just share it, and and uh, if it if it if it's really bad, we just go. Well, we didn't write it. 
We didn't write it. It's not our fault. We're just, <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. We're just the messenger. Yeah, we're, we're good messengers, We're just though. the people that shared it. You know, we're just the people that let you know what happened so that you yeah. can be offended. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that thinking. <laughs> That's all dribble. Like, 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 like Psycho's song, who we just heard dribble. Psycho, you mean? Yes, so, you got it right. You got it right. You're like, sicko, thicko, come here, thicko, <laughs> boy, roll, roll over, fetch. I was, I was, just, uh, I was testing you, Dan. You know that. Sick him, sicko. <laughs> Sounds like a guard dog name, Sicko. Psycho, yeah, Sicko, yeah. Sicko, yeah. Sicko would be a good guard so, dog, no, yeah. As I believe you yeah, you had this whole conversation again, because you've played a few of these tracks on the Mint Factory, so we'll give them a, we'll give you guys a shout out for that nice and early. Mint Factory every coming out it comes out every Friday. Uh yeah. it's a podcast on AustralianMusiciansRadio.com on the Mint Factory page. So they do get first 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 dibs at a lot of these songs. So uh, you know, well, not necessarily. We, what we do is we reread the media and we go more in depth with the, with the music, whereas you're concentrating on more one artist. But yes. with that, with the tracks around, you know, exactly. Uh, so yeah, two kind of separate shows, but um, very similar um, tastes, mm. so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, well, it's all it's, it's all good taste. That's the point. You know, it's well, all the, the best, best songs. Shit. The, and the best songs are going to get played twice, let's face exactly. it. You know? <laughs> so, Dribble by Psycho is out now. Great track. She's only a youngie, as I think we've mentioned. you've mentioned that before. But 18, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, great video, too. I don't know if you've ended up seeing the music video yet, but it's called a low budget, but at the same time, like, sort of focuses only on, on Psycho. But at the same time, it looks really cool. Like the cinematography and that. And before that, now, this guy we've played before on the show. But uh, this is follow-up single. So Will Hyde is who we played first with "Meant to Be." Um, yeah, I, hadn't, I actually hadn't heard that. No, it's it came through a, cu- a couple of weeks ago now because uh, this was supposed to this this episode this episode was supposed to wear air last week, and then I had f- uh, computer charger problems. My uh, computer charger got buggered. For those of you that saw the Instagram video I did of it. Uh, but of, of course, after three attempts with the computer shop, we finally got the right charger. So, yay! Third time's a charm, as they say. And uh, we- yes, everything is like a week old, but that's okay. I don't care. It's still good, great song, so I don't really mind. But Will Hyde, he's come out with uh, this is his second single under his under his name. He's worked with a few different projects and done quite well. But now this is like his sort of solo project. So if his first song was really good. We played that a few weeks ago, and this follow up. Meant to be was really good, so we thought we'd have to play it yeah. again. That was so, really cool. Oh, yeah, I like that as well. Yeah. yeah, so really, really good stuff, both of you. But uh, would only expect the best. Which uh, well, I incidentally, well, as we recorded this, I loaded it to the fresh mix, the Will Hyde track. So uh, it's right up the top right now. Nice, nice. Yes, um, I mean we got we may as well get straight into it because uh, I had a good old good old. In-depth chat with Tom, which I'm really keen to- So, Tom West, uh, who we ch- who I've chatted to, who's our guest this week, Lucky 13, too. This is episode 13. Yeah. I was um, lucky enough to chat to him. He's our first guest on the podcast, since we've revamped, from Adelaide. So, uh, they're getting rad down there. Apparently, everything's opened up again. So, uh, you know- Fuck you, Adelaide. Um, I don't know <laughs> hey, why. We've, we've interviewed a few bands from Sydney recently. I can tell you now, <laughs> it, uh, they they do get into on Heavy Reborn. Um, go and check them out on on the podcast on on Australian Musicians Radio. But yes, uh, there's always that banter between you know the Sydney people and the Melbourne people and that. And it, <laughs> it's actually it's 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 actually quite warming banter at the moment. You know, it's uh, it, it makes it feel fuzzy yeah. and furry oh, inside. No, it's just like- 
it's just we just love to take the piss out of everyone else. I think over yeah. here. So yeah, it's yeah, like, it's like um, it sounds like we hate you, but really we love you. <laughs> Adelaide be no exception uh, with all your churches and tree lined streets and and terrible water. I haven't drunk it. I don't, I've never drank their it's water. Notorious because it's um from the Murray. They Only, pipe I'd- it from the Murray. The last time I can remember Adelaide, I went for a mystery flight. And, of course, where, where do you go for a mystery flight other than Adelaide? It's a very mysterious city. <laughs> like, why not just send you to somewhere where there's a casino and a winery and uh, and you'll forget the whole trip? You, what do you forget, though? Well, I can't remember what wine I was drinking. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> I, I lost all my money at the casino. <laughs> I lost my sobriety. I lost my money. Fucking good trip though. That's that was that was yeah a mystery flight day trip. I didn't that, that even a day trip. Yeah, you fly in, you fly out. How long does it take to fly? I suppose it wouldn't take that long to fly to Adelaide. You'd have to call Hello World Travel Belgrave on nine seven five four one zero double six, of course. True. Where Hello World Travel, where, where the, the travel, travel professionals. Glad we got that out of the way earlier. That was terrible. <laughs> well, uh, they're the number one sponsor. So you, We've got to give them a shout out. I didn't even know Adelaide had a casino. Yeah, that, that was one of the bloody first. Everyone used to cross the border just to play their pokies and stuff. On, the, on like, if you're too far to go to Denilicon, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, you, you say go, that you, where my parents to, live now, Malama got basically. If you've been, if you've ever been to Malama, you know how mm-hmm. big the uh, the bowling club is there, and it's as you walk into the pokie room and you think you're in. Can't say I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's they got richer for the pokey money because all the bus bus loads of the retirees go up there. Well, not at the moment, obviously, but um, back in the day, they'll you know they go up pre-COVID. Obviously, they'd go up in big bus loads, church groups, and yeah, and bowling. You know, um, was it like the bowling club groups? They'd go up, play bowls, get in the pokey, have a palmy and palmy and chips, and uh, come back that evening. Hey, look, I, I can I can remember the pokies trips where you'd go like with my parents and stuff. We go up the Murray mm. and. We'd go out for dinner, like, you know, uh, let's say uh, Moama. Yes. And uh, we'd be in the dinner, like in the dinner set, in the bistro, and we'd quickly run in and pull the pull the lever oh. before before the, <laughs> the security <laughs> saw us. So we're like, my olds are forcing poker machines on me when I was like eight years old. Like, yeah. quick, come and pull this lever while they're not looking. Uh, so I don't condone that. If um, Actually, actually I, I lie. You know, I was saying this all happened pre-COVID. Uh Still busloads of people going up post-COVID, but this time- it was Remember when we had the big uh, panic buying back in March? Uh, instead of people going up in busloads from Melbourne to play the pokies, they were going up in busloads to buy out their supermarkets and buy all the toilet paper. So, yeah, uh, yeah fuck people in buses. Buy your own toilet paper at home. Fucking just, better get um, up a day. Yeah, uh, just buy a bus full of toilet paper. Nobody likes you. Yeah, still the toilet paper from a train station if you're going to do, like, do something like that. Do they have toilets at train stations? <laughs> yeah, there's toilet paper at train stations. It's like that shitty one-ply stuff that comes out that's, in squares. That's like an in, that must be an inner-city thing because there's no toilets at train stations in the outer suburbs. <laughs> True. Do they all they, like, they all nick it? Is it just a? Yeah. You ever been to Upway? Like that's it's. Or actually, I, I the, know the next the, one along the I next know. one along to Tacoma actually has like a, a little a little alcove, and there's a gate which is literally mm. like prison prison bars. <laughs> All right. Welcome and it's, and back it home. And it hasn't been opened for like 20 years. They just closed them up and just <laughs> threw away the key. It's a, they were just, you know, it was just used as a, as a cesspit of I, I find public that, transport. I find that the urinology further, and- the, the further out of the city you get, the syringe box in the public toilets gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> now, take of that what you will, but- uh, 
a lot of people are, a lot of people are injecting um you know illegal illegal uh, steroids I think a lot of bodybuilders out that way Gareth I think no, I think, I think it's um, what was Donald Trump advocating the hydrochlorophen or whatever well, it was hydrochloric hydrochloroxine or whatever. <laughs> yeah, can't try and say it. What's the next song? Uh, the next song oh, is. Oh, you've you got the interview. Yeah, you're you doing the interview. We will, but before that, we're going to play, uh, and I believe you've, this is another Min Factory stealer, Ex Olympians debut single, Voices in yeah. My Head. Now, this one I really liked. Uh, how the the piano and the the bass and the saxophone interact in this song, and good note too, the there's a lot of like vocal voiceovers, which makes sense. I think it's supposed to represent the voices in the head, you know. But I like it's been a while since I've had a had, had a song with a lot of you know voiceovers going on. There's actually a couple. We've got a song later on that we're playing this week that has a bit of that going on too. So yeah, mm. yeah, good on you, excellent, been great, great. Um, so this is solo debut. He's just signed a dot dash. It's a great, great debut. Great video too. Definitely recommend checking it out as well. Sort of a you know the split split screen thing where it's like the top half of the video is something, and then they've taken another take of the bottom half. Yeah. It's like a matching top bottom sort of thing. You know yeah, like uh, like um, um, Mumbali did with Yuani. Bit of the same that same thing where it's like two two things going on, but it's split down the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool effect. I um, that's good classic. As they say, get, classic. Get it on. Get it on. Yes, Voices in My Head. We may as well play them. Uh, let's not beat around the bush anymore, Gareth. Voices in My Head by Ex Olympian. And then we're going to replay the song that we played the other week of Tom West's uh, Focusing Her From Outer Space. And then we'll chat to Tom, see what's going on with that right now on... Bartok.
Hello, hello in there. You better be listening to AMR. Of 
Yowdy, howdy, and loudy, folkaroonies. Welcome back to the Bar Talk podcast here on your AMRs, on your headphones, and I guess wherever you're streaming right now. I hope you enjoyed that because uh, that, that song that we just played was uh, Tom West's recent single, a folk singer from outer space, which you will remember from a few weeks back, which we did play on a previous episode. So, uh, for those of you keen, eager bean dyes out there, uh, good paying attention, good paying attention. Of course, before that, it was the ex-Olympian uh, debut song, Voices in My Head. But I digress. We have him right on the phone now, the uh, man that just put out his album, Antarctica, and what a great album it is. It is the uh, man himself, Tom West. How are you going, Tom? Good. Very good, thanks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you sound sort of as if as if your end of town is not in lockdown. Um. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it's not, thankfully, for the moment, for the time being. So. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Sweat. No one knows. Yeah. <laughs> Sweat's just beating down your face right now. It's like, please, <laughs> please not. Please not. Don't let anybody yeah. infect come over the border. <laughs> yeah. Next to here, you know, your premier's going to say, we're going to make a fence, a border fence, and we're going to make Victorians pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put it past them, to be honest. <laughs> the folks over here are, are pretty much frothing at the mouth at the moment. <laughs> are you sure so, there isn't a rabies outbreak in Adelaide? Yeah. Maybe. They don't, call, they don't call it Radelaide. They call it <laughs> rabies Adelaide. No, Who knows? Well, that, that didn't work as well as I thought it would. I thought it- <laughs> Keep practicing. <laughs> I'll, I will. I will. We'll try, and, we'll try and think of bad puns throughout the interview. Yeah, anyway, let's do it. Congratulations on the new album. Antarctica. Uh, it's recently been. It's been what, like a few weeks now. Okay, uh, yeah, since three, it released. Four weeks. I think, yeah. maybe just about a month. Yeah, give or take a few days. I think so. Yeah, been a bit of good to see people getting around it, which is nice. Mm. I was going to say, how has I guess how has the the public, the wider public, reacted to said album? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm getting messages, you know. Um, from people all around the world that are listening in and mm. and liking it, which is you know about as all all that I can ask for really. Yeah. So yeah, good good response. So you know can always be bigger <laughs> and better, of course, but um, it could you know could always be worse too. So I'm pretty happy. So. Well, yes, I, as I say, without without breathing apparatus, the sky really is the limit. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, because you you say around the world, of course, you recorded the album over in the US. So I'm guessing you've got a lot of people over there that. Because you spent, what, three years over there? Yeah, on and off. Yeah. On and off. Um, just touring and, and uh, meeting people, um, you know, recording, writing, um, all that stuff over the last, yeah, couple years pretty much mm. um, until March where it all sort of blew blew up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, got lots of, lots, of, uh, lots of people listening in, you know, um, all around the world, North America, mm-hmm. Europe as well a bit, um, which is really cool. Have you toured to Europe before? I've done a little bit, but it was a it was a fairly long time ago. Um, so it was piecemeal, um, yeah, piecemeal kind of really DIY. Um, so not nothing extensive. So no. I do want to want to get back over there. Whereabouts? Um, whereabouts have you played in Europe? Because I know Europe's like their scenes over there are quite regional, but at the same time, there's a lot of connections because it's all so close. It's like America, I guess. Like, yeah, in that sense. Only, yeah, I, I, a bit in the UK. I've mm. been in there a couple of times for sort of pretty low key shows, and I've got some some friends there um, that I can connect with and and play with them, which is cool. And then a little bit in the Netherlands and Germany. Yeah, but that's it. No France. No. 
no Scandinavia or anything like that. So uh, not not extensively. Yeah, I mean, look, it's better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah, Because <laughs> I'm a I'm a continental performer. No, uh, but what's cause what do you find then? I suppose because now you've you've played across three continents. Do you find that there is a cultural difference in terms of how people react? Do you find that there's more or less attention from individual fans and uh, spectators and audience members compared yeah, to other I places? Mean, yeah, I've found that um, particularly in North America, mm. um, it, it, it's kind of the logical fit for what I'm kind of playing. Um, and I mean, it, it, it's no secret that, you know, Americana music has a home in America, for instance. Not that I'm strictly Americana, but it's in that wheelhouse. So I don't know. It's just, it's just more. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to say it. it's. It's mm. this kind of music is popular there. Um, yeah. People understand it easier. Um, people have more of an appetite for it. Um, I think. In addition to the fact that there's just more towns, more people, mm. more cities, more radio stations. Um, more of everything so i don't know it, it is it is a different kettle of fish for me that's been my experience definitely yeah did you end up um traveling around to those classic music towns like nashville and new orleans and obviously you recorded yeah. in new york so i'm guessing you got to see a lot of that scene but a yeah lot of- i stayed there yeah 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 because you like can you tell us a bit about like the experience and maybe was there a particular favorite place you thought you really connected with yeah so i mean it, i've kind of been i've been to a few of those classic um music music towns nashville new orleans Mm. new york um for me it was a bit um i mean it the whole process has been a learning curve so you know i I started the first place i even i kind of set foot in really was nashville Mm. um but i kind of i didn't know what i was getting into and i didn't really know what i was trying to achieve in that early stage um when i sort of was first exploring over there um, so I think I could have, I could have, in hindsight, I maybe would have played things out differently when I first got into Nashville because that is a very important music town, especially in the yes. wheelhouse of stuff that I'm doing. Um, but you know, that, that is a super cool town and, and, um, you know, New York again, um, is, is New York, you know, it's inspiring. It, it's full of opportunity. It's not mm. really, um, you know, it, it's not a natural home for, um, like folky, yeah, um, folky acoustic uh, songwriter stuff, but that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of cool as well. To and that's um kind of partly why I I was interested in staying there as well. See, I um, would have thought being you know there's obviously the whole history that anybody any folk singer and I guess anybody in the music scene knows you've got like the whole history with Greenwich Village and Bob Dylan and and there was you know in the sixties there was a massive massive community in in Manhattan of folk singer songwriters so. Do you feel like it's a case of like that was history that's past? There's a lot of history that's come musically come by that you know the the new wave and the and the punk and everything yeah. else that happened, or is that history very much still alive? You know, I th- I think I mean I'm speaking as someone who even though I have been there and and, wor- and worked a little bit there, I still feel woefully under unqualified to really <laughs> even like have a view on this. But no, um, I just recorded an album there. I'm a nobody. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. That's not really for me to say, but um, I think a little bit of that scene that you've described, that songwriter scene, has maybe moved uh, moved on from the city in, in a little bit of a way. 
um, moved out to the Nashvilles or yep. um, the Austin or even I heard, it, it, you know, in the wider state of New York. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously still still there and, and most certainly, but um, it is just like it's an expensive place to live as well. Yeah, true. And like it's just got, it's kind of like it, it's really hard to stay there um, and just do I think it would be really hard to stay there and just do the uh, the songwriter stuff yeah. by itself. It's it's not a town where you can unless you're playing um, like you know piano covers in a hotel or something. You know, it's not it's not a town where you can perform heaps and heaps. Because mm. I was going to say that that actually sort of rings a few bells on our end because I don't know what Adelaide's like in terms of and then this is going into more of a issue of gentrification and that. Because that's what it re- in reality it is. You say it gets more expensive. The musicians can't afford to live there. They move elsewhere that's cheaper or easier yeah. or what have you. So, obviously, Melbourne's experienced the same thing. So, you think of classic music suburbs like Fitzroy or even Brunswick and that sort of yeah. thing. Musicians are moving out from there. That's no longer the affordable place. They're moving out to suburbs that are further out. They used to be yeah, working yeah. class. Um, for example, where my, my grandparents- uh, moved out to when they emigrated. It's a lot of old commission housing, a lot of old immigrant housing, and that's yeah. where a lot of the musicians are now. And that's, in effect, causing the price to increase as well because a lot more renting, a lot, a lot more uh, development as well. So, it's yeah. interesting. I don't know, has Adelaide had experienced the same sort of phenomenon? Because I'm not sure where, which areas are highly concentrated I mean, in yeah, terms of music. Yeah, not to the same as effect as as I think you've described in Melbourne and yeah. other big cities, you know, the New Yorks or maybe the Londons or the yeah. Berlins and really not. Adelaide, I don't think has – it doesn't have um, quite got that that level of critical mass yeah. of an artistic scene in that way. Like it's a proto scene. Mm. Um, so it, it certainly has happened. But we've still got, you know, the the, the inner west end of yeah. Adelaide is is a very artistic um, suburb, mm. um, but it's still right. It's still pretty much right bang in the middle of the city. Um, so, I, I, you know, no, I don't think we've seen that that effect um, quite yet here. But maybe maybe in the future, hopefully not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the sort of the subject of roaming around to and in different areas, because you do mention a lot of. On the album, there's a lot of geographical locations mentioned too, both in a physical way. So, for example, you've got like songs like, was it Rain on Havana? Um, mm. And like you've got locations and geographical ideas expressed in a lot of the songs. So, even like more abstract levels, the ideas like paradise and outer space and mm. um, I'm trying to think of the other one. Um, there's a few other. There's a lot Antarctica. of other references. Antarctica, of course, of course, the name yeah. of the album. You know, Daniel, get that in your head. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess, have you got a lot of interest in geography and that sort of thing, or have you got an interest I, in places well, and traveling? I do. Yeah, that's fair to say. I haven't really reflected on that um, concept, like you've set out about the the um, the theme of places across <laughs> the album. Yeah, but, um, uh, it is fair to say I do like I do like traveling for enjoyment and mm. I do like reading about the world and you know places wherever they may be and history and everything. Um, I do I love all that. That is what I love doing um, all the time. So I guess yeah. maybe it, it makes sense that that those kind of observations or um, those experiences when I've been able to go mm. to somewhere and absorb it like 
um, Havana, like the yes. song Rain on Havana. I, I was in Havana when I wrote it. Okay. Um, so I guess like, yeah, I do. That is a, a big part of my, um, my work, I guess, is absorbing experiences and, um, information and yeah. then processing it out and, and painting a picture with the song, I guess. Actually, considering that you have been there, I'm interested to know what is Havana like? Cause is it really like they say, like a time capsule from the Cold War? Uh, it, Kind of, it kind of is. Um, I've I've been there twice. Yeah. Um, the first time was about ten years ago when I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of went back there a couple years ago, kind of ch- just trying to recreate the feeling I had at that time when yeah. I went to yeah. that place. And I mean, they were it was the same kind of place. Um, but the most recent time um, I went there, it was. You know, I, I guess maybe I was a bit more mature and could process mm. the way that the place was a bit better. But um, it is kind of like a time capsule in in one ways. You know, the old cars, the old buildings, yeah. and all of that. That is definitely true. But it's cigars also like, and cigars yeah, and cigars chess on the and, street side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is definitely like that, and it's very cool for that reason. Like, it's yeah. a fucking cool place. The, but the other um, thing that uh, you see in in Havana, and I can't speak to the rest of Cuba, is that it, there's also a duality, mm. like the downtown Havana, like the, where all the, the hotels are, where the cruise yeah. ships dock. It, it's like a movie set in yeah. a way. Like it is, it is like a time capture, but it's like this pristine, perfect movie set almost. You know, with street musicians playing and like it—it's it, crazy. They're but trying then you to. Sort of, do you get the sense that they're perhaps trying to? I know the authorities and probably the local population as well, trying to present a quote-unquote image of definitely. the place. It, it, it definitely is. And then, and then you walk out of that area, and it's like it's still a time capsule, but it's like different. There's like piles of trash on the street. Yeah. You know, people like walking up and down, like. Obviously, people walk up and down everywhere, but like the buildings are falling apart. It's yes. kind of hard to get food as a as an outsider because yeah. you can't, you know, you you can't go to a supermarket and buy food. Yeah, you have to go to like the shop that sells beer uh-huh. to get beer. You have to go to the <laughs> shop that sells bread to get bread. Was, like, there's um, a joke in there about there's a joke in there about um, beer giving you plenty of nutrients, but whatever, I'll let that one <laughs> yeah. pass. Like it, and I'm not trying to have a crack at, at the at the political side of things yeah. at all. Like I am very hardcore left left leaning, obviously. But um, it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting place, um, for sure. Like, and it's a challenging place to go. You know I mean, that I wasn't there for long enough to really yeah. ex- get deep down. But um, yeah, it's it's a cool place. I was going to say that. You know what that reminds me of? It. I never thought I'd make that comparison. Italy, especially the south, because you're right. You've, you've got Rome. In the centre of Rome, it's all the historical area. It's all the area that they they do up, quote unquote, to make it look good for the tourists. Because you had yeah. the, the, the Italian man singing on you while you eat your spaghetti, and yeah, yeah. everything's overpriced and clean. And then you go down to somewhere like Naples, which is a yeah. much less touristy place, or where my mum's family is from, which is Calabria, which is, if you imagine your visual map of Italy, the toe of the boot, and uh-huh. where a lot of immigrants from that area have come out to Australia, and and for the reason being. It's always been the poorest part of the country, uh, one of the poorest parts. So you get the like people like the gypsies and the the rubbish yeah. on the streets and the fruit vendors 
in the middle of the roundabout, you know, blocking traffic. Yeah, it, it sounds pretty similar. Yes, that's I, what I, I mean. Like, it, yeah. And, and you go, that's because we've only been there because of our family. And, like, you get the sense that it's more real, quote, unquote. Yeah. Like, there's, that, there's it's all yeah, genuine. Sure. It's dirty. Yeah. It's gritty. But there's something cool about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I 100% agree. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can sort of empathise with you on that one. Yeah, good point. Let's, uh, I'd say what, we can probably, yeah, let's let's pop to a break because we're going to play a couple of tracks off the album, uh, a couple that I've picked. We're going to play, first of all, uh, Emiko, which, was that one of the singles? You're going to have to remind me. Uh, I think that was the first single that yeah. came out um, in September. September last year okay. or something. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna ring shit on you for not remembering your your own <laughs> singles, but you know, whatever. September was a lifetime ago. In, it in does. Reality. Feel, it feels like it's been a very a long time ago. A different world. Uh, yeah. So Emiko, and then we're gonna play Paradise. So maybe you could just give us a quick rundown uh, about what the two songs are about, like what what you were trying to. Th- where did you write them? Sure. Where Where were you when you wrote them? I suppose as well. Sure. Yeah. 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 So uh, the song Emiko. Um, that song came about after um, I was chatting to the guy that ended up producing the album. Yes. Um, we were just chatting, frankly, about, you know, music and, you know, career-y stuff. Um, and, I, and his, you know, he just said, why don't you try doing some songs that um, will stand up as songs that you can play when you're touring solo mm. or in a band as well? Because I had some material previous to that that is not fully released yet that, that was a very bandy sounding and I just, there's yeah. no way it would translate to a solo performance. Um, so we were just chatting about that and that song Emiko is one of the first ones I think where I would just re, I sat down, you know, to sort of start a new phase of songwriting and just try to take it back to basics, you know, and just think about a simple song. So it's obviously a love song in that, you know, yeah. in that um, vein of trying to keep things nice and simple. Um, and that's what it is. I sat down and, and um, I was just trying to imagine um, that feeling. Was it you know? one of the one of the first songs for this album that you wrote, or was it coming after a lot of other songs had been written? Uh, it was probably one of the first ones. Mm. So, it, did, yeah. Did you find that that helped build the template of what you wanted the album to be? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And with Paradise, what where where was that written in that journey? Uh, I guess. Yeah, that was another really early one as well. Um, um, it's a, that particular song is a bit funny. Mm. Um, one day, you know, early on in the piece where I was starting to assemble this cohort of songs, yep. I think I just called out on my Facebook, like, hey, everyone, send me some ideas for what you want me to write about. <laughs> uh, let them, which let I the mobs, never do. Let the plebs yeah. decide. <laughs> yeah, let the plebs decide. I never do that. I've never done it before. <laughs> haven't done it since. Okay. And of course, you, you get. You get the ridiculous things, but someone chimed in. Songs he makes song face. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, some people chimed in, and this was obviously big news at the time, pre-corona, everything yep. like that. They wanted me to write about asylum seeker issues and the guys getting locked up in you, in the Pacific Islands. You and know, that. So I like, guess there was a lyric in that song about them digging the phosphate in the middle of the island. So I'm guessing yeah. referring to Nauru with that. Yes. Side note, yeah. I don't know if you've read into the much of the history of Nauru, but the whole history of the island is whacked up. There's yeah, some really- I have read little bits, but not much. It was like a pirate haven in the 1800s. And uh-huh. then they discovered that literally the island is literally one big mound of pure phosphate from millions of years of birds literally shitting on the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> it's like it's one island in the middle of 
fucking nowhere. It's like yeah. right in the bang in the middle of the Pacific. They become the richest country per capita from the amount of phosphate they, they get from the rights, from the mining rights. Yeah. A bunch of bad investments later, they lose all the money. Yeah. And then they resort to having to basically their biggest income is relying on Australian relying on the Australian government to give them money for the asylum seekers. Yeah. And then that's, that's gone. Like it is just, oh my God, just look it up because it's just wacky. And then yeah. probably in 50 years' time, because they've pretty much dug the whole island out, it'll probably be underwater. So, it's yeah. like, it's just, it's so it bad, crazy, but at the man. same time, it's just whacked up. Anyway, that's my that's my side rant for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> love, love a good segue. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, you were talking about, like, a lot of the issues that were going on with that. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and that's that's where I did that. So, I, I mean, unlike Rain on Havana, where I was in Havana, yes. um, the Paradise song, I was on the couch in the house. <laughs> right. So, you're dreaming yeah. of a better place, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was putting my, I was actually putting myself in trying to imagine as trite as it sounds, um, I was imagining being in the shoes of someone, you know, just seek, trying to kind of seek a better life or yep. um, doing that, which, you know, I can't obviously do, but. That was part of the process of writing the song. Yeah, nice. Well, we may as well hear them both uh, right here on Bar Talk. We'll be back soon with some more more chats and stuff and shit talking with Tom West. But right now, of course, it is two songs off his new album, Amico and Paradise. I don't know where to begin. Living a lie, am I starting again? Making it up as I walk alone Through these neon towers Casting shadows so long
Hello sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. Palm trees swaying in the wind, dropping all their fronds on the golden beach that I'm walking out where the ocean meets the sky, past the coral reef, boats out in the bay, the horizon. I'll die on my own by the side of the road I am never going home I'll die on my own Out by the phosphate mine Where they dug a home Straight into the heart of an island That's where they beat the ship Out of some kids Who were throwing stones at the windows I am I'll die on my own by the side of the road I am never going home I'll die on my own by the side of the road It's paradise Don't you fucking know It's paradise By the side of the road And welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. This is the Bar Talk podcast here. It's Daniel. I mean, I didn't swap myself with the same voice, you know. It's still me, unfortunately. Uh, anyway, your loss, but your win at the same time. You just heard two tracks off Antarctica, uh, Tom West's brand new album. That was uh, Paradise, that you just heard. And right before that, Emiko. Right now, though, I am talking to him. He's uh, on the phone from the Radelades. Playing a playing a cheap bass in his in his home studio over here in the Badlands <laughs> in the Badlands. <laughs> I the, mean, the, as what do they say? Far west, far, some funny the word, far, the deep west. Yeah, I think we've claimed you as our western state. Your west, well, it's uh Tom West from West Victoria. <laughs> yeah, West Victoria. Yeah. Uh, why would you want to go there? <laughs> no, yeah, uh, true. Apart, apart from um, avoiding a second wave and arguing with our premier, he's doing all right. <laughs> No, uh, that was um, yeah. As we were saying, that were two tracks off the album. Great album too. It as I, was, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but it is a very concise album. And the fact that you wrote all these songs in different places, different times, it's come together quite well. Like all the songs seem to flow into each other thematically. They all seem seem to work together. And also, I have right. to say, the mixing and master or the mixing and and the production, of course, is top notch too. You. You worked awesome. with um, Tyler McDermott for the for the um, mixing yeah. and Alan Tate with the production. So, like, yeah. what was it like working with them? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, great. You know, uh, yeah, 
like anything, you know, I mean, just, good. I'm, just I, really, really it, good. It was great. I, what I will say is, um, you know, it, it was great. And it was also a challenge for me personally, a little bit because, okay. um, you know, I can be a bit manic and I can be mm. a bit micromanaging. Ah, so the old perfectionist trait. Mm, yeah, yes. <laughs> kind of, I guess. So any time where it's like, you know, I do need to let go of the reins a little bit in whatever context, I do start to freak out a bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's still a ch- always a challenge, but, um, you know, it was great. And um, I'm glad that I did because the album is, you know, what what we set out to do, as I alluded to earlier, was to make an album of songs that would speak for themselves as mm. songs irrespective of whatever kind of ear candy you put in there or effects or crazy production elements. So um, it's great now to listen back because I think that it does that. There's, you know, the instrumentation is just instrumentation generally, like nice recordings of the instruments and the production is pretty, you know, there's no crazy delays Mm. or big effects. Like it is, it's nice and clean and good and, and simple in a way, which I think really does help let the songs um, breathe. Yeah, I noticed that it's 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 simple in the sense of there is none of that experimentation you're mentioning, but it does sort of hit the nail on the head in terms of the quality of of that instrumentation. It it does like it's nothing like it's nothing you know experimental with it, but it sort of hits it out of the water in terms of exactly where I guess sonically the album wants to be, which I certainly appreciate. Awesome, yeah, that's great to to hear. <laughs> you mentioned because is this is it right? Because I remember reading somewhere in what we what we've been sent that it wasn't originally going to be an album length worth of songs. Yeah, that's it was only, correct. Yeah, that's why yeah. you, you were going over there like you were originally just going to put an EP or something out. That's correct. Yeah, it was. The original plan was um, just to have it to, to do four songs, I think, um, with Alan and, and Ty um, that I could tour as a soloist, like I mentioned before. So just have just have some product with me, some songs yep. with me that I could tour as a soloist as I was bouncing around city to city playing all kinds of small shows, crazy shows, what have you. Um, and then... But what, uh, midway through last year, I think, um, we just, um, my manager, Cian, was in touch with, I, I don't know, a few labels maybe at some point. And this one guy, Tom Strig, yep. came back and said, Hey, we like this. We, we like to do it as an album. All right. Cool. Okay. No worries. So, um, I went back and, and, um, went back to Alan and, and everyone and said, look, can we do some more songs? And of course they said, yeah. So, um, I had, I just, I, I had a lot of songs from that cohort of writing like that period of writing anyway um so it, it i'm glad that i could actually bundle it back together into an album rather than yeah. rather than having an ep and then having a bunch of other songs that i liked from that same period but you know what would i do with that stuff what would i have done with that if i hadn't had had the opportunity to expand on it into an album so had you had you already pretty much written the whole album before you decide decided to add to make it a full full length LP or was it a case of you'd had the four songs ready to go and then you thought no I can actually do more with this what what it's came a bit first of both. It's yeah a bit of both so I had I selected the initial songs from a wider bunch of songs um like for instance that song Antarctica was already mm. written but it didn't I didn't have it a place for it on the EP okay. initially um uh, Rain on Havana, I think, was done. Most of them were done. Yeah, most yeah, of them had already yeah. been written. And then I think I wrote uh, Poison, I think, after the fact, mm. maybe. And then 
uh, it, maybe that is the only one. It was mostly all written, I think. Yeah. 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 So it was okay. So it was just a happy accident that the songs all seemed to fit together thematically. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it makes sense that they would fit together thematically. I mm. hope because um, uh, they all were written in the same period of time. Yeah, yeah. You know, was there sort of was there certain things? I mean, you've mentioned a bit of what was on your mind at the time of writing some of the specific songs, but was there a certain feeling that you were having throughout the entire writing process that sort of helped drive? what the album would want to sound like or is it just again you're not sure where the inspiration come from it's a bit of a mystery uh again it's, it's a that's little a good, bit it's a, sorry it's a probably like a very out of left of field question but it's not no, it's not out of left field at all i mean i have ref- i reflected on a fair bit so yeah. i mean they they were all written over this two two three year period mm. um it, i mean essentially I, they were all written in this period after my my um my old man got sick and died yeah. from motor neurone disease um, a couple years ago, and then all written at various points along this way where I started to travel to the US mm. and hold myself out there as a songwriter and, and start this journey over there. So they were kind of all part of the, that overall process. Um, I don't know exactly what feeling you know it embod- embodies succinctly, but it's kind of that experience of, of um you know taking that journey i guess yeah you know and and being away from home and having that experience and finding that i was you know making career strides mm. so to speak much faster in a different country as well that plays yeah. into it yeah so there's there was a lot on my plate in that time and yeah. it's kind of all all mixed in somewhere there i think because, yeah, it is a well, – before we go any further, because I was going to mention this too, um, motor neurone disease, for those of you who don't know, is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease overseas as well as ALS. So, if you remember like five years ago, the Ice Bucket Challenge, uh, do you remember that one, Tom? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, of um, course. Yeah. And, of course, uh, we both have that connection because my grandfather passed away from the disease, so I know all too well what a terrible, terrible affliction it is. And at the moment, of course, there is no cure for it. There is no vaccine for it. it they don't fully not understand. And this is like 15 years, yeah. same 15 years ago when my grandfather passed away and it still is today. So, I just yeah. want to give a shout out to MND Australia as well, who are a phenomenal um, non-for-profit organization and charity, which helps people that are suffering from the disease. Uh, it helps them with things like, you know, getting getting them equipment that helps them with their day-to-day living, as well as providing services and assistance to a lot of the family members and, and support and that sort of thing. So, definitely recommend if you can ch- send some money their way, provide a donation, MND Australia, mndaust.asn.au for their website as well. Um, this is a side note I thought I wanted to shout out because they are a phenomenal organization um, doing great stuff for sufferers around the country. Mm. but. Um, but just going back to where you were before, too, about, you know, it's a bit of an upheaval, really. So, did you find that, you know, after that terrible thing, you know, your father passing away, that you just had to get out of the house, you had to get out of your hometown, you know, where Pretty you were much, at the time? I, yeah, like, I mean, it wasn't, in, like, instantaneous. Mm. Um, and I certainly didn't fully know at the appreciate or fully know whatever I was feeling at the time. I guess I still yeah. don't, but- whatever reason um after that pretty soon after that i found myself just going i was just going to the states to to perform like um and that's 
I haven't yet had enough time to pass maybe to properly unpick myself psychologically or something. But yeah, yeah, I just found myself going there and, and, um, yeah. Was it your first choice as a destination or were you tossing up between a few different areas to go to? Well, I, I mean, I didn't even make, it wasn't even like I made a conscious decision. Like I wasn't sitting to myself being like, okay, I'm going to, I need to get out of the country. I'm going to, try my luck for the next three years mm. playing shows in America. How can I achieve that? Yeah. It wasn't really like that. It was, you know, I hit up a producer, like I said before, in mm. Nashville mm. with some with some songs that I'd, I think I'd been working with him previous to this anyway, like okay. remotely sending songs with a with an engineer in Nashville. And I, I think the first step was me being like, well, all right, fuck this. I'm just going to go to Nashville and do this with this guy in person because yeah. I've got this connection. And now I'm just going to go and check it out. And sort of one thing led to the next, you know, and I've just kept following my nose, so to speak. Okay. Just, okay, this opportunity is here. Let's do this. So because kind of, it kind of happened really accidentally almost. Yeah. So just to clarify, is this referring to uh, your producer, Alan, or someone else? Uh, no, it's not referring to Alan. It's a producer I was working with prior to meeting Alan. Um, so this guy was Colin Pastor um, yep. in Nashville, who was involved with the earlier Lucy Dacus album, which mm. was called like and the, for the life of me, it's it's baking out of me now. It's <laughs> the one okay. prior to the Historian, which is yeah. an album that I really loved. So I just dug up his email somewhere uh-huh. and sent it an email, um, and we worked on a, on an on an album that's finished now Mm. um but i haven't released it oh okay which is which is the one that was very sort of it's like a rock album like a psychedelic folk rock album which is cool i think um i like it a lot but this goes back to um me the conversations that came out about later this is going back and forth in time i'm sorry um that's fine i I love i I love i love non-linear storylines yeah I couldn't release it, that one that I did in Nashville, because yep. it was really band heavy, and okay. I was only equipped to be touring as a as oh, a okay. solo guy with an acoustic guitar. So, a couple of singles have gone out for it, which mm. are online, um, but I'm still waiting for the right opportunity to put the whole album out now. So, All right. I um, like it. You've just got an extra, an extra album up the sleeve. It's like for a rainy day, you know? Yeah, Here you go, well, guys. yeah, it's sitting there. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. So Just leave that for the uh, the writing block period when you got like three years <laughs> yeah. and you haven't written shit. Like, well, you know, I can fall back on that other album that I did. <laughs> yeah. And what was? Yeah. So of course you did do the record the album in in Brooklyn, uh, over in New York. So what yep. was that like? I'm assuming it was like a proper studio and everything because the recording quality is phenomenal. Um, yeah. Wish- so. It was mostly done in a studio called Vice and Vir- Virtual and Vice, I yes. think. Yep. Which is a, I mean, it's a pretty nice. It's just a nice studio, big live room. Yeah. Um, you know, um, in South Williamsburg, I think. Um, I'm going to pretend like I know where that is. Sure. Yeah, it's there in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, all our American listeners, are like you ass. Do you yeah, know what? Do you know where all of our suburbs are? It's like uh, shit. Yeah. Do you know where fucking Coburg is, mate? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was it was out there. Nice, um, a nice, uh, big old um, yeah. SSL desk, I think. Mm. Um, so that's where like most of the drums and and um, a lot of it was done, and then certain bits of pieces were done in various other rooms around town there. Okay. Um, 
it just um, like we didn't we didn't do it in one big hit. Um, it, some of it was done earlier, some of it obviously later. So I recorded some vocals, for instance, in a in a different part of town um, mm. in Alan's uh, Alan's little studio. Um, that's kind of just a, a less fully fitted out studio, but yep. just a room. But you know, you set up some stuff in there, and, and it's and a nice vocal microphone, and it, it's perfectly fine Always. to just record like that. Just shaves a bit of money off the budget because you're not having to pay for a yeah, you know, hourly rate mega studio. All so. on the microphone, as they say. So yeah. obviously, you didn't. Because the album could sound could be done all in one take, as in you know live band setting, live live studio setting, if you know what I mean. But yeah. you've obviously gone and and it's a bit odd to say that you know you did it in a bunch of different studios because there's a lot of producers will be very specific on like oh no the room it's the room if we get the room wrong and only record one thing in another. And I'm, I'm thinking of a really yeah. good example of of where that's happened and being really obvious. A famous example would be Good Vibrations. And I've, I've got a producer friend that goes, every three seconds you can tell he recorded it in a different room because the ambience is different. Like, you know yeah, what I right. mean? So, it's, a, it's interesting to note that you did actually go to different rooms to do the different instruments. So it's yeah. Like- so, I mean, I think the big thing, and I'm a bit, I am a stickler for that kind of stuff as yeah. well. Like, consistency of sound but it doesn't really worry me because the drums are in the same room Mm. so i feel like the drums is an important element and if you're starting to move the drums around into different settings it's gonna start to be really obvious yes um you know the vocals were done in a two different locations i think yeah and it's kind of like i was pretty close on the mic the rooms were pretty dead so okay um you know it there's not a lot of natural reverb from the from mm. the room, or the, that wasn't the idea to get roomy natural reverb yeah, on yeah. those vocals. And Tyler was going to glue that all together in the uh, mix. Ah, yes, so, the classic will fix it in post. Kind of, <laughs> yes. yeah. So um, I, I'm a stickler for that stuff normally, but none none of that was really too worrying. Yeah. Me. Yeah, you can, it doesn't really show up. So I mean, the kudos to the the mixing and, and the engineering uh, it's, and the produ- production to yeah, really make cool. it sound as consistent as it is. So, um, yeah. well done. <laughs> um, we were going to get segments going, but fuck it. It's just time gets away with, with you when you're having too much fun, doesn't it, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned this other album that you put out, though. Was that different in terms of the recording, recording style? Like, was it done in the same studio, the one you did in Nashville? Uh, that was, again, um, that was a bit similar. Um, oh, okay. That was half done- by me at home um, right. with with my own gear. Um, I sung a lot of it at home and and just c- kind of because I've got I've got a pretty I've got a decent enough mic here and and a, yeah. se- and a mini setup for me to track my own vocals, which I don't mind doing. Um, so that album was also split a bit um, vocals and some guitars and acoustic guitars. I think mm, mm. some bits and pieces, odds and ends, were done here and then drums and bass and electrics keys were done in a studio in Nashville. Um, yeah. So, yeah, again, pretty pretty split. So one day I would like to just sit down in an actual <laughs> one place and do an album like boom. It's just um, something to tick off the bucket today. list. Just <laughs> yeah. something to tick on the bucket list later on. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Is there anywhere, because, you know, we've talked about a lot about travel and that, and where you have been, I'm interested to know where, where you haven't been that's really on, on that bucket list as we're yeah. on that subject. Where's the one, where's one place you want to perform that you haven't performed in? Well, for me, I'm kind of, I 
do want to get to LA or oh, California. So never, I, I you, haven't played a lot there. Um, oh, it's, okay. It's like a whole nother. I mean, the States is a huge country. Yeah. And every little part is almost like its own country. Mm. Um, so I'd love to get over there one day. Um, you know, California would be cool. I'd love to play there. And I'd love to play properly. I know we talked about it before, but in Europe, I'd mm. also like to go there. I, I just like to go any everywhere. Yeah. I don't really care. Speaking of going around and playing, I'm assuming when things open up a bit, you're planning to do a bit of touring for the new album and play around the country as well? De- yeah, definitely. I'm just kind of waiting. I, I mean, it, it is a bit, I mean, I'm. it's a bit rich for me to say because, yeah, I'm here in, in Adelaide and we can still go to the pub, um, you know. Have a palmy or palmy or palmer, whatever you call it over there. No, nah, not a palmer. It's have definitely you- a palmy. What you, I forget what you guys call pints because what you call a pint is what we call a schooner from memory. Yeah, this is the age-old debate. We call a pint, we get a pint, but it's not a big pint. It's like 425 mils. Yeah, it's a schooner. So, schooner, yeah. So, we say a pint. But you can also go to some places here and they will <laughs> will sell pints that are imperial pints. Yes. Um, it's funny. I remember when I worked at a pub, uh, we had a couple of bikies from South Australia. It was the first time I'd served a South Australian. Hello, a pint. <laughs> A pint of uh, pint of rum and coke. It's like that's an odd glass size, but sure. And we didn't even sell pints. We had to go to the back, the back fridge, because in New South Wales, country New South Wales, it's sevens in in you know from size smallest to largest sevens, middies, and schooners are in Victoria, as you know them. Yeah, baby cups uh, or lemonade cups, pots, and then schooners, and then pints. So we didn't even have pints. Like you couldn't order them, but I thought, like, okay, this guy seems really nice. I will go to the back fridge and specifically get our imperial pint glass. And he goes to me, that's too fucking big. Said, what are you talking about? It's like, no, mate, I want that one. And points at the schooner glass. I said, oh, you mean a schooner? Oh, that's yeah. what you call them over here. I forgot about that. It's, yeah. like, mate, it's the age old debate. It's mate, if you're the one that's traveling, you've got to adjust to the local, local terminology, <laughs> mate. True. I, I didn't grow up in bloody Mount Gambia or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> funny. Anyway, um, enjoy your fucking fucking pint of rum and coke for me when you're in an actual <laughs> bar while you yes. play your songs alive in front of people. <sighs> yeah, so I, I will free. try and do that. Yeah, mask free, of course. Uh, no, yeah, it'll be good. Um, I wouldn't be too worried about wearing a mask <laughs> if I had to. So I'm not one of those people. Oh God, have you seen the videos, Karens? The Karens? Oh, I've seen a lot. Yeah, that's the only thing that's been keeping me hand. going. Just uh, I, I, I feed off their insanity sometimes, I feel. Just keeps me alive. Yeah. You got to do what you do. Got to, got to do what you got to do. Got to find entertainment one way or another. Yeah. But I am looking forward to uh, to touring Yeah, whenever that might be. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll find out soon enough. I'm, I'm guessing, obviously, with all your socials, you'll let everyone know through there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. Give yeah. us... Give us a short rundown of all the socials, Facebook, Insta, YouTube, Twitter, all them all them jazzers. Yes, it's all um all at Tom West Music, one word. Uh, so you're organized sure. and have all your all your at handles at the same. How good is that? Yeah. I didn't for a while and then I tried to be edgy for a while and um I was kind of eventually like, Well, yeah. <laughs> what am I trying to achieve here? What? Um. Yeah. True. It's uniformity is important. No. Uh, every 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 social media is the same. 
<laughs> yep, Tom West Music. Yes. TomWestMusic.com.au. Well. Oh, that's the website as well. I was about to ask. Uh-huh. You read my mind. Uh, so, TomWestMusic.com.au, obviously, everything is linked there, I'm guessing. Yep, yep. everything's there. Mailing list, sign up. Magnificent. Um, yep, got a trying to give away a couple of T-shirts oh, at the moment. Um, if anyone wants to jump in on that, just sign up. Uh, you see a button on the website and um, – yeah, well, I'm trying to get a few more saves on um, Spotify for folk singer from outer space. So. I was going to say, uh, obviously, with the streaming sites, the album's out everywhere. Yep, yeah, should be. It should be. If not, <laughs> send me an email and I'll, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Join the mailing list and you get a free yeah. feedback. <laughs> There's only one of those give-outs per year. No, yeah. Um, yeah, give out for a T-shirt. That's a good idea. Go and sign up to his mailing list, folks, tomwestmusic.com.au if- they haven't already sold out or gone or disappeared or been flushed down the toilet. Uh, sorry, what? Cut up. <laughs> no, converted into masks. <laughs> converted. <laughs> I saw a video. I haven't watched the whole thing, but this German lady put up a video of you being able to convert a sock into a face mask. It's like Ooh. desperate times call for desperate measures. I hope it's a clean sock because I don't know if you've yeah. ever smelt a dirty sock. That shit is not funny. It's like you get no, the no fun- smell of foot fungus. Yummo. Not nice. <laughs> Oh, God, I wouldn't have liked to live in the old days when they used to make the wine with the feet before they realised oh, yeah. and hygiene. It's like back in the Middle Ages or whatever, they used to make ale and the fermenting process required you to spit in the ale because the Oof. bacteria in your spit actually kick-started the yeast and that process. Wow. And that's how they made the ale back in the olden days. Wow. I don't know if you remember the show. I learnt that off the show. Uh, was it World's Worst Jobs? No, what was it? The uh, Worst Jobs in History? That's- um, uh, was it Tony Robinson show uh-huh. where he's like all the diff- worst <laughs> jobs throughout history? That show was, f- I loved that show as a kid. And it was, that's where <laughs> I learned that. Out. Yeah, it's great. Tony, you know, Baldrick, Tony Robinson. Fuck, yep. I love that guy. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I digress. Uh, no, no spit ale off for me. I'll just stick yeah. to my, stick to my fucking hipster lager. Uh, alcohol review coming up soon, folks. So, uh, <laughs> that on that subject, got a, Got an interesting one for you this week, so stay tuned. Right now, though, we're going to we're going to play uh, the title track off the album Antarctica. Um, so, yeah, give us give us a quick bit of a bit of a rundown on this one. Yeah, so this this is one that um it was very popular for while I was touring. Um, also, a good live shows. good live song. Yeah, it, I mean, and it yeah it, it proved to be one song where I could really connect with people, and it is a song about the experience of. Um, uh, the old man mm. dying. Um, yeah. So I just play was playing shows and and sharing that that song and people would um often respond to it you know pretty uh, nicely and yep. and they'd come up up many often people would come up after a show and tell me a little bit about um whatever their experience with um something might have been um and that was a really rewarding thing to to be able to share experiences with people like that and have people feel like they wanted to come up and tell me about, a bit about themselves their self um after hearing the song so um it was yeah extremely rewarding so it you know it made sense that it should find a place on on the mm. album and um yeah so one of those examples of songs where cuz you mentioned it wasn't going to be on the release originally was it one of those songs where you really got your opinion turned around by the feedback you get from your from your listeners and your audience is that an Yeah example it of was that? yeah it was definitely yeah Yeah no that's cool I like I like when you sort of your opinions and as a songwriter myself you do get that a bit as well um you got to road test the songs live before you realize yeah. whether they're any good I guess so yeah. it's a it's a good experience when you get good feedback like that 
definitely. Mate. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I was about to cut you off there. I'm sorry. That's um, okay. No. No, listen to the album, folks, if you haven't already. It's a great album. Um, really good good walking music, actually. I've been listening to it while I've been going on my walks. So, it's good. Good. Good tune out, like in the best way possible. Just like really good uh-huh. for taking in what's going around you while you, while you go for your government mandate exercise. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tom. It's been a pleasure having a chat. No, thanks, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's good, good Th- chat. Yeah, uh, thanks for bearing with my bullshit, and thanks for um, thanks for having fun with me. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I'm glad you liked the album, and I'm glad um, I'm glad you walk around have have had a chance to go for a walk with yeah. it. That's kind of the ideal setting for me, I reckon. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a bit of a walker, and I love digesting an album or a podcast yes. um, while I'm walking. So yeah, um, it's, it's good to hear. I've heard yeah. from a, one or two other people as well that they've they've been taking a walk and putting a, putting on a record. So so great great minds, as I always say, Tom. Great minds think alike. So I'm glad <laughs> we're on the same page. Um, totally I'm keen to check his out when you do come down to Melbourne please let us know be lovely to chat yeah, and meet you in person yeah. and hear some yeah. of the songs live and really get that sort of experience going on so yeah, yeah best of luck with everything um, might as well let you take us out as the break yeah what are, what are people listening to what show uh, Bar Talk here we go yeah and what's the song called uh, okay uh, yeah. Antarctica <laughs> ah not bad not bad got it in one almost got me here Jeepers, it is creepers We'll be back soon, folks, right here on Bar Talk. I walked all the way From the river mouth down to the bay And above me were some birds They're diving down And we looked out to the sound You could just have a sea Ain't a ticket the sound
G'day, it's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content, and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR. Oh boy, look at the time. Wish that I could stop and hit rewind. And I, I was a fool. For you, I was a fool, I was a fool. Out like a wicked wind With the lonely loafers in my bedroom bed I opened up and I started to see That the walls were closing in on me to Bar Talk on AMR with uh, Dan's over there in Bocky. I'm here in FTG. Uh, GM, I am. GM in FTG. He Can he you work? He <laughs> are. He are GM like, from AMR. Yeah, let's just do uh, like call signals. <laughs> Hello, fellows. Oh, it's copy. me again. And here, copy, here co- is. Copy, copy, echo, echo. Uh, roger that. Copy, received and loud and somewhat clear. Don't you wish that 
you know, we could bring back the days of the CB radio. Were you around in those days? Uh, Did you have them? No, because I'm not 100 years old like yourself. Yeah, well, you know, that was, uh, <laughs> if, you didn't, if, if you didn't have a telephone, you just, you know, well, you actually, you'd go to the top of the mountain and you could literally talk to anyone you wanted. This is the Podcasting Corporation's Newsflash. Uh, yeah, it's like, um, CQNX, CQNX, anyone got a copy? Yes. Oh, the old UHFs, we used to have them on the farm. No, I'm talking like before what UHF, ham radio. Yeah, that's that's how you plug them in, you put them in your ute or whatever. Oh, house. Oh, oh, I need someone to come out the paddock. One of the sheep's got lost. Over. <laughs> yeah, cop- yeah, just- yeah, copy that, Dad. <laughs> and then, and then every time switch, you- to, switch to lower sideband, dude. I'll be able to pick you up there. And then just randomly, you'd be having a conversation and be some random truck coming in. Oh, sorry, you can't. I can't. Why that fucking asshole in the missing bucket overtook me? I don't. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> so we'd be trying to have like this conversation as a kid and then, you know, pants are trying to bring me up right, not not make me swear too much in these fucking truckies. Fucked it up. Get yeah, like real car yeah. language. And they they tell you where the cop that where all the cops are on the highway. Yes. Yes. They'd all have it in code to it all being code. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a there's a big bear hanging around <laughs> hanging around uh uh Woodville Road uh, on um on the Western Highway, just near uh, Talanga, Talanga Doodle. <laughs> you know, take care. Hard to do. <laughs> um, yeah, fucking good times, eh? Anyway, that was, uh, what was it? Oh, so we've forgotten. hope you enjoyed the little chat I had with Tom uh, as much as I did Yeah, chatting to him. Please go and chat out. As I said to him before, we're keen to see him when he eventually comes around and does a bit of a tour for the new album, which will be good. But um, please go and check out, as I was saying before, the new album because I had a good – as I said, as I was saying before, and you, you you would have heard this when you eventually – when you do end up listening to the the track. It's good walking music, Gareth. It's good good just like something to have on while you're, Walk, while you're doing something. Walking? Yeah. Put the headphones walking? in. What's walking? I don't know. <laughs> something you is do that, outside. Is that like exercise kind of stuff? <laughs> Ew. Yuck. Body mm. movement, Ugh. sweating mm. outside. I'll, I'll, get, I'll, just, I'll get my exercise vacuuming after my dog and all the dog hair. Like it's just <laughs> that's a good. It, it, I should stick a phone on the and the, the vacuum cleaner and just you know do a weekly segment of, oh. of vacuuming. What I found under the couch this week that the dog left. Yeah, look here is a tumbleweed. Of here's, dog a fi- hair. here's a fifty cent coin from nineteen seventy five. Hey, don't like. There's one on the floor right now. What literally? He's no, like 50, found yes, one. It's like, oh, a, I can see a fifty cent coin on the on the floor. <laughs> I was looking for you earlier. <laughs> Why were you not around when I was looking for you? It's like they it's like, like they disappear when you're looking for them. It's like, oh, I want to spite my owner. I'll just like be, turn invisible when he's looking for me. When he's not, oh, I'll be as, as clear as day. It's clear as mud. It's a ways away. Domestic blindness. It's like you know when you're look, looking for your glasses. <laughs> yes, the, and, and they're on your head. They're on the ta- they're on the table in front of you, and you. No, I can't see my glasses anyway. No, Where are they? The best oh, ones. Or your when phone or whatever. When you forget they're on your head, that's that's the best one. Yeah, you, yeah. You forget that they're there. It's like, Where did I put my glasses? Where do you think yeah. you numb nut? The old classic Faulty Towers, Mrs. Richards episode where yes. she, where he's trying to write. He, she's like she's got them on her head, <laughs> right? And she, she's like. I can't find my glasses. Where are they? And and Faulty's going, they're on your head, Mrs. Richards. They're on your head. And she and he like he points to her head, right? And and she goes, 
what are they doing in there? And she walks towards the kitchen or something like that. And then, and then he goes to write it down. Look, Mrs. Richards, they're on your head. And then he realizes she can't read. So writing it down is useless. Some, is that the same episode <laughs> as the one where it's the lady, room with a few? Is yes, that, that's yes, the one. Yes, that's yeah. right. He's like, why don't she use your hearing aid? It wears out the battery. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I that was- No, no, no. I ex- when, I, when I ask for a room for the view, I expect a room with a view. And then he goes, you, and he goes, look, you can see the sea over there. And she goes, where? And he goes, between the land and the sky. <laughs> what do you expect to see? <laughs> herds of bison galloping no, across the no, plains. Yeah. Now the herds of wildebeest sweeping majestically across the <laughs> across the plains. Sydney Harbour, perhaps. Uh, God bless John Cleese. And another thing, the radio doesn't work. <laughs> Turns no, it on. The, the radio does work. You don't. <laughs> what was uh, that? I'll see if I can fix it. You scabby old bat. Now I know what you what you do Sorry. in your in your spare time, just quoting random British comedies to the air to Steve and the outside. That's the only one I can remember. <laughs> that was um the song we just came off to was uh, Woody Pitney's latest single, "Sometime This Lifetime," which had nothing to do with Mrs. Richards or Faulty Towers. No, no, I'm sure Woody Pitney is is working. I mean, his songs are. That was a good song. When have you ever been to a hotel in Torquay? Hotel. <laughs> when have you ever been to Torquay? I used to, well, the, our, our talkie. I've never known you to be a surfing bloke. Yeah, I know. I used to wallow in, in the <laughs> shallows. Bit of boogie, bit of boogie boarding, perhaps, Gareth? That's I know. I used, to, I used to board. Uh, yeah. I was, yeah. Bit of board. Yeah, dude. Cowbunga. I used to put it on my roof rack anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, no, go and check it out. That came out. It's been out for a, uh, about a month, that one, Woody Pitney track, and there was a video that recently came out too, so go and check that out. Anyway, we'll mention too while we're at it just our uh, our business and community partners for AMR. Of course, we the aforementioned Hello World Travel Belgrave, um, Suki Lounge, uh, what is it? Bizop Solutions, of course, uh, Music Factory Direct or Drum Power Music Factory, uh, Boy Belgrave RSL, uh, Scale was it Scale Music? No, Sense Music Media and Scale Records, of course, and yep. uh, the Daniel Rangers Emergency Relief Service and the Coa Shed Australia. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hanging to get up to uh, Daniel Rangers actually because that was the only place I was getting a shower. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we built one here uh, eventually. And we've got we've got a shower here at the studio now. Yeah, so. it's, it's a cool contraption. Where you turn on the sink sink tap and it comes out the shower head. Now I'll tell you what, right? Because when I when I built that shower, I, I didn't have anywhere to hang the shower head, so I used to have, you know I'd be using one hand. Don't tell me! Don't tell me! You mentioned you use it as the aforementioned bidet. And then I and then and then I've magically found this nail just stuck in the in the in the thing that was in perfect position. And now I can shower hands free. (laughs) Uh, What what a world we live in! The world of the world of pure comfort. We've only got a fifty liter. Only got a fifty liter hot water tank, so it's like a five minute shower maximum on finest spray you can possibly get. Pretty generous. Yeah, five minutes is more than enough. I used to have like half an hour showers or something. All you have to do with that hand sh- hand hand holder thing is you just have to give you one over, wet yourself, and then soap yourself down, sub- suds it up, get in between the crevices and the cracks and the gooch, and then down you go again. 30 seconds apiece. Done in two Dan's minutes. Sh- Dan's shower. Dan's shower tips. <laughs> 
I used to be really. I used to be really during the drought. I used to be very, very, very pedantic about my showers. Now I'm like, oh, you're, just, you're, I've let you're go. from the drought areas, yeah. you know, up now, there in the bush. Now I'm a real luxury. I like to like to take take my time. Although our hot water system is pretty small too, so after a couple of showers and and one run of the dishwasher, it's pretty much gone cold. Well, you know, you're in Box Hill. You have got 90 people living in your in your pretty much in your <laughs> villa, and only and only 30 percent of them are illegal. Um, What's next, Gareth? Let's want to want to talk about about the next couple of tracks because we've got uh, the Sir Winston track, Hollywood Hills, which mm. is really cool, very bluesy, yeah. bluesy. Sort of reminded me of White Stripes, actually. Sort of early two thousands. Yeah, we we spoke about that on the Min Factory, in fact, uh, and it was one of the actually hardest media releases I've had to read because it talks about um, uh, your, your friend overdosing on pills and and, yes. and, uh, and that kind of thing. So it did really go in depth on it's, on the actual night when we recorded in Factory. It was, a, it was a bit of a moving experience actually. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. But You can tell um, like the tone very of the powerful track. Song. Well, I, I kind of got the um, intention that the track was very much about that sort of hedonistic personal decision you're making you're making just going overboard so i, I kind of get that from listening to it so I, I yeah go and check out the latest mint factory if you haven't already on australiamusiciansradio.com mm. on the mint factory page and then after that uh we actually played the lamaz no La, i was keep getting his name wrong it's lasmar Lasma. yeah lasmar yeah, he's returned with a um nicholas martin has returned with the new track weekend repair I got this one. I got very much actually. I don't know if you sort of drew that conclusion. So I got very strong um, Jeff Buckley vibes actually going from it. Sort of. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you where you're coming from that. Uh, when you actually read the media release, he goes right into depth with uh, Gautier mm. because he's a Cause drummer because he's, he's worked with him, hasn't he? and he's a singer, and he's played with him and worked with him and everything. So yeah, he's uh, he's got a few different influences there. I think um, <laughs> when we listened to it, it was like. Yeah, this because I'm sitting here with Tony, and and Tony knows Gotcha as well as as I do, and we're sitting here going, yeah, you can really feel those influences coming through. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I felt like, there got, wasn't all the way. It wasn't well, his, just, early, his earlier stuff, like his very earlier stuff. Yeah, like it wasn't just. Um, you can tell with the song he's got a lot of influences too. It's not just what comparison with one artist that you might get. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on there, which I really really like because it's it just tells that you can take. Uh, where you've come from, and then create something new out of it, which I really like. As um, when you're listening to songs from other artists that tend to do that, so mm. it really gives you that sort of unique sound, which I like. So I'm, I'm keen to hear more. I think this yeah, is his first definitely. track in a while. Yep. Yeah. So, so they're up now, are they? They are indeed, Gareth. Get them banging, let's, man. Let's, ba- let's bang them out, eh? I'm going to be back with more some more shit talking with myself and Mister Gareth Man right here. Yep. On our bar we've got, talk. We've got the uh, alcohol review coming up soon. Of course, I'll be reviewing. <laughs> what else? <laughs> I wonder what. You know, I wonder what. Anyway, it's Sir Winston with Hollywood Hills and after that, Lasmar with Weekend Repair. On bar talk. Bar talk.
This is Shakira, and you're listening to AMR. Be 
Welcome back to Bar Talk with uh, Dan and GM uh, on other sides of the planet. Well, other sides of uh, Springvale Road anyway. Feels like the um, other side of the planet. Yeah, the I know. Time. Um, but we just heard two awesome tracks from this side of the planet, uh, both uh, Aussie yes. spectacularity. Yes. Really. Actually, every, um, every track, all Aussie this week. Sorry, Plasma, New Zealand. You didn't Plasma, send enough good shit. <laughs> Plasma Week in Repair. Uh, which is probably what I need right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what I call my hangover, a weekend repair. <laughs> yeah, I know, but how do you repair after a weekend by going to work? That sucks. Like, it's, you know, it just doesn't work that way. And before that was um, 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 Sir Winston with oh. uh, Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Two two really cool tracks, a lot going on there sonically. So that banging. Two banging tracks. Yeah. No, it was Both good. on uh, Minty, the Mint Factories. Mint and Mint. Yeah, yeah. No, they're- Bloody good, bloody good songs too. Um, I mean, it's good. I mean, this week, the week that I was looking through the tracks, we didn't have a huge amount of stuff come through, but I noticed it was all really good. Like there was a, a small but concise legion of songs coming through. I haven't checked this week, but you reckon there's been a lot of stuff come through this last week, haven't you? There has, but we can't take it to podcast yet because it's actually not released. We can play it on the live stream, but, Ooh. Uh, Ooh, but not on podcast. And you. Oh. That's why That's why you got to tune into the Fresh Mix. Yes, indeed. We play uh, a lot you, of stuff. And you'd, you'd literally do get to hear it before it's released uh, uh, and fully legally and everything, uh, Apple licensed. So you get to hear the tracks and you get to hit, and you get to hit up the artist and say, hey, I'm going to go buy that track. Tell me when it's out. No, it's good. Yeah. That's, that's good, yeah, because it's it's good to get that, listen to the song, see what you like, and we know what, what we like hearing and we know whether we want to play it more. Mm. Exactly, yeah. So, go and check out all the artists, of course, that you hear. And if you like them, make sure you follow them. Make sure you like their posts, of course. And if you can buy their music or their merch, please do, because a lot of them need that support right now, especially the ones down here in Melbourne that can't play Cry Face. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get straight into it because I've got- Alcohol review, but I've got two separate beers. Oh, uh, no. Guess what? What? I just ran out. I'm going to have to call the maintenance man. Hang on. Oh. Hey, mate. Maintenance man. <laughs> can you please bring me a can? <laughs> he reckons he's cooking food, right? I'm not kidding. He you, he's, uh, he's trying to excuse I'll himself. I'll tell you what. From bringing me a can. Like, can you believe there that? There is no excuse that would say that otherwise. i tell you what. While we're playing the uh, segment intro, why don't you grab yourself a can so that we can do buddy tasting, as they say. Wink, right. wink. Yeah? Okay. Here it is. Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. Uh. I just put it fucking like two and a half metres away because of social distancing. <laughs> Steve, you bastard. <laughs> why isn't Steve in- I've seriously fucking got to get up for this. Okay, so you've got your can, but he's put it, what, two and a half metres away from you. He's, now, Steve is a handyman, I thought. Wouldn't he have invented some sort of, like, long- You know how you got, like, the selfie sticks that you extend your phone out for to get the extra bit of distance for the selfie? Yeah, I need a grabber, yeah. Why hasn't he invented, like, a beer passer stick thing um, so that you can still social distance, but you can still get uh, him to pass you a bourbon when needed? A beer well, stick. Was, because my uh, my room is right next to the kitchen. I was thinking about just cutting a hole in the wall because I could I could, could actually oh. reach the fridge. Have you not trained Rusty to to get the, go to the fridge, get a beer, and bring it to you? Because that would be. I mean, I know he's a bit past his prime, but uh, you know, no, no offense. <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's certainly past his prime. <laughs> um, I mean, come on. Uh, I think this might be his last bar talk. Actually, I, oh, 
That's sad. <laughs> hey, Rusty. Uh, love you well, mate. Keep keep up. Keep your spirits up. I mean, I know you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I'm not that, you know, I'm not that hey, into stereotypes. Hey, the, worst thing, the worst thing you can say to, to, a, to a living being that is about to die is keep your spirits up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to handle this shit. I don't... <laughs> I don't have like old dogs with me. Uh, yes, you're still young, mate. There'll be plenty of old dogs that you can uh, put down. Old dogs, yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, what, so you've got your classic, classic. Uh, what is it? Bluegrass bourbon this week. I'm well, guessing nothing else. You really, I mean, of course. Yeah. And I know, I know you you like what you like, and you know what you know, and you like what you know, and you know what you like. So I'm no surprises there. However, I've got two beers this week, folks. You're getting double two for the price of one. Um, I've got with me this week a John Boston. The second batch session a Johnny IPA, Boston. Yes, I, uh, Australian Australian brewed uh, IPA. So I'm not normally big in the IPAs, but we'll see how it goes. And for our friends up north, up in the New South Welsh country, uh, I've got a Iron Jack Crisp Australian Lager. So two very different beers, uh, probably going to taste really differently, but I'm keen to try them. I haven't had an Iron Jack, and tell you what, I I, I say. Ones that I haven't tried for a while because Ooh, I've had nice and ringy. I've had yes, I've had Iron Jack, uh, but it was four years ago, and I was in Sydney and I was trashed, so I can't quite remember <laughs> the full taste. So why don't we start with? Hang on, are, are, are any of these beers like uh, um, sours or fruity? Nope. kind of flavors. Uh, well, the John Boston's a, a, a craft beer, so it's probably full of shit. But the Iron Jack is like your classic Aussie lager, like. Your Great Northern or something like that. So, yeah, it's in a stubby. So, I have no cans today, folks, as you so here. But <laughs> let's see how they go on comparison for the opening. So, I'm going to do a bit of a comparison today, Gareth. We've got to rate them on, on open opening sound, texture, taste, all that sort of thing. So, first off, the Iron Jack. Let's hear it. Iron Jack. Very soft. Opening and uh, immediate whiff of lager. So that's the Iron Jack, and let's try mm-hmm. the John Boston. You can smell it from here. So the John Boston. Ooh, nearly d- different tone on the, that's, the ring. That's like yeah, that's like a completely different genre. It's a um, it's a, a stained glass bottle. This one, so not clear. The Iron Jack is a clear um bottle, and this one's well, a bit the, stained. The color of the bottle matters. It will, yes, on the on the tone and probably the thickness of the glass too. And whether the sun there. can get in or not. Exactly. Mm. So here, here we go. This is the uh, John Boston Session IPA opening. Again, very soft. I was expecting a bit more pop. So uh, everything you drink is soft. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so I mean, look, I both rate the opening two and a half out of five. Like I could, I do like a bit of pizzazz in my pop. I mean, I know cans tend to have a better sound, but you know what? I'll let that pass. So let's start with the Iron Jack for smell. I'm getting whiffs of beer with a, a possible lagery taste, which, as I said before, is a lager, so I'm not surprised. As for the John Boston, I'm getting whiffs of beer <laughs> with a bit more hops, so uh, no surprises there. All right, so, folks, we're going to try the Iron Jack first. Uh, it is, yeah, it is starting to get frost on it, so it's been out of the fridge for a few minutes, but still feels cold. Let's give it a taste. Tastes like water. Uh, moving on to the <laughs> session from, IPA. From which, from which state? <laughs> it's, it's a New South Wales beer. Ah. Brewed, brewed oh, okay. at various locations in Australia under license from Legendary Brewing Co. 
Queensland. Ah, right. That explains it. It's only. But they um, probably stole the water from New South Wales from the Darling Basin. Mm. Yeah, probably. Uh, 3.5%. So that's probably why it tastes fuck all. Uh, As to the John Boston, it's a 4.2%. So pretty standard for an IPA. Uh, Apparently it's bold and balanced with a copper color. So. Although I can't nice. see shit inside this stained glass. So, yeah. uh, taste test number two, it is the Boston Session IPA. Good. Well, I just figured out something that uh, you can actually fit a, a like an energy drink, an energy drink, a small energy drink can. Mm-hmm. What are they? How many mil? Oh, uh, the 10 mil sh- ones. Okay. Uh, two, 250. Yeah. You can actually fit one of them perfectly in a mic sock and use it like a stubby holder. Oh, that's, that's Gareth's. Um, Self-made tip for you, DIY tip. Yeah, yeah, if you run out of stubby holders and you've just got a mic sock in your hand yeah, or, nice. or in your pocket, you know, uh, yeah, there's a perfect little stubby holder for you. But it's only the, the thin cans. Oh, yes. So your V, your Flying Power, your Red Bull, uh, or your uh, your pre-mixed, your, your pre-canned oh, wine. like your cruisers and what have you. Yeah, your little can of wine. Yeah. Just okay. uh, go and oh, buy mic yeah, socks. Yeah, yeah. Like, a mic sock is only like 50 cents, whereas a stubby holder is like five bucks. And they don't even fit your little can. I right? feel like the installation wouldn't be as good in a uh, in a mic sock. It's all full of air bubbles. Anyway, don't I digress. Com- don't complicate. <laughs> don't complicate this shit, man. I'm trying to sell the idea. Are you getting any money for it? I was gonna. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna label them with AMR, <laughs> and and like you could turn it upside down. Mic sock one minute, uh, can holder the next. Yeah, I'm full of ideas. Ha ha! Look at me. Give me money. No. Well, um, <laughs> all the face masks. Uh, ideas are taken. Can you, can you turn of, a- Yeah, speaking of face mask, can you turn a fucking mic sock into a face mask? Nah, I didn't think so. Can you turn you a stubby pl- holder into a face mask? Absolutely fucking lootly because it's a solid piece of fucking foam. You could. Um, <laughs> you could just, just roll it up and stick it in your mouth like a muffle. <laughs> now, I haven't had a taste of the Session IPA, Gareth. You've had it on, I've had it on my lips ready to go. And you're telling Hurry me up. about fucking mic sock Hurry up, face mask stubby holders. Let's go. I don't Here know, it why is. The Session why IPA taste. Crap. Go and buy some Beaujolais. Go and buy some, um, uh, I don't know, Semillon Sauvignon Blanc. Tastes like an IPA. Uh, It's full of wank, obviously. Yeah, because, of course, the uh, IPA has the beer wank on the back. But uh, it's it's all right. Like, they're not my my go-to. I'm not not normally a lager or IPA person. I'm like an ale person or, uh, you know. Something like a firths or a, or, a, or a pale ale, yeah. Nah, I'm not not a huge not a huge lager fan, but I'll definitely drink the Iron Jack first because it has less less taste, and then I can actually finish on something that I can actually well, taste. Thanks for telling us that something we can't smell, something we can't taste, uh, I, and I, we would just have to take your word for it. Yeah, look, um, ah, they're okay. I mean, if you're if you've got nothing else, to drink sure. I mean, they were both in the discount pile. That's why I got them. <laughs> uh, I'll give them both. If they're left over after your party, which you shouldn't have had during these COVID times, drink. I can IPA. drink by yourself. Yeah, have a, have a Zoom party or a drink by myself party. Like, uh, like I've been. Do you, buy, do you buy ice for Zoom parties? Like, you know, so at home we like, have and fill fill the bucket full of ice and shit. And <laughs> hey, just have a Zoom party. Year. Look, look, I've got a bucket full of ice. <laughs> oh, um, buy one of them. Uh, buy one of them recliners that has the fridge on the side. So you just put your beer in there. That's no, no, the bed, the the bed, the, the ISO bed, man. Have you seen that? It's floating around. No. That's a meme. No. That's a meme. And what? it's got like, it's got like the couches at the front of it, and it's got like the pop up fucking side tables and and TV and shit. And mm. it's like it's 
you could drive. Remember the goodies, and they drove their oh. office down the road. Yeah. This is like one of those beds you could just jump in and head to work in without you know. Yeah, worrying like about- the the, ca- the couch. Actually, there is a world record for the fastest couch. <laughs> And the picture, I remember those because I grew up with the Guinness World Record books, and of course they one of the ones on the double page spread was the guy that broke the record, and it's obviously a pre you know proper done shot up of him for the book, but you know he's got the like the old flying goggles on, like the old school you know <laughs> the the men of what is, what was that movie like the the, <laughs> the men who dared or whatever like the, like the nineteen twenties driving slash flying goggles, the scarf flying in the back, the thing's got like a gearbox on the side. Side handle and the thing's got seat belts and, he's, and a pot plant for some reason that a coffee table at the front oh, Dan, on wheels. Dan, play the next song, will you? <laughs> I want one of them. Can somebody buy me one of them for Christmas, like as a, as an ISO present? So I can just like because you can drive, like I can do that. Just have to wear a mask, but you want a mask because you're going so fast. But anyway, I uh, rate both beers. To, we'll give it like I don't know two point three out of five fucking uh, speeding couches. You know. How about that, eh, Gareth? Hello. You know what? I'm going to say he's, uh, the phone line's either cut out or he's fucked off. I'm not surprised I talk shit too much. Anyway, we may as well get on to the next song. Uh, Raro, or Raro, can't tell you what. He's a rapper from Sydney, and his new song, Aversion, is out. I believe it's coming. It's it's the first taste of his uh, new track off his new release, which is coming out later this year. And then after that, we have a, another track. Now, this is another artist we've played before on Bar Talk. It is Steli. We played I'd Have Killed For You as an ending song. Oh, it was a few weeks back anyway. It was one of the episodes with Shakira. She's come out with a brand new new single. Again, really cool guitar-based track. Californian Lullaby. Again, evoking that sort of 70s Californian, you know, Los Angeles vibe. Again, you can really tell that. It's going to be off the same EP. But uh, it is another cool track, much more slow than I'd have killed for you. But again, really good. So really loving the stuff that Sally's putting out now. I'm going to guess Gareth is fucked off. So we'll just tell you what. Let's go out on it, folks. Uh, thanks for dealing with our bullshit. Of course, make sure you're always, always back. He's back, Gareth. Ah, oh, there we go. Cool. Yes. Okay, we're back. Uh- yeah. So what do you think of those ones? Um, so you're talking. You were talking about. Um, yeah. So what some- do you th- So what do you think? You got the Raro song version and Stelly's track Californian Lullaby. What do you What do you think? Well, I haven't heard Raro yet. Oh, you're in for a treat. Cool, cool track. Another track with um, some voice voiceover stuff in between the uh, verses, and uh, really cool sort of chorusy guitar going on. But yeah, no, I like it. It's a bit different to what we've played um, up until now on the show. Stelly's track, I loved. Yes, yeah. uh, as I was, yeah, as really I was cool. saying, second track we've played off the EP so far on the show, and I'm keen to hear more. Another great Adelaide, another great Adelaide artist. Mm. Um, tune in, as I said, as we're about to say, of course, make sure you follow uh, all of our socials, Bar Talk AMR on um, Facebook, so the Bar Talk AMR show on Facebook, and of course, Australian Musicians Radio's socials, uh, AMR Melbourne on Facebook or AMR Australia, then AMR underscore Australia on Instagram and Twitter. Of course, always some good stuff popping up there when I get the fucking act together and post. (laughs) And of course, I'll make sure you always check out the website, australiamusiciansradio.com for the Bar Talk web web page. It's uh, forward slash bar hyphen talk. Of course, shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk. And wherever you get your podcasts, check out too our new YouTube. So from here on in, we're going to start putting in a lot of snippets on the YouTube, uh, the the a lot of just the interviews as well. If you just want to hear that and don't want to hear the rest of the bullshit, but and a lot of probably bonus video content too. 
as well as, you know, all of the other ones, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Stitcher, Fucker, Mother, something else. <laughs> yeah, wherever you get your podcasts, folks. You want to take us out, Gareth? Yep. Um, I don't know if I can shoot you from here. It's like it's a long way, but uh, I'll try. Yeah. Uh, you have been listening to Bar Talk with uh, Dan and uh, GM. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the other side. Wherever of, it uh, may be. Yeah, it could be, like, you know, somewhere freaky. Or it could, it could be somewhere comfortable. Or somewhere funky. <laughs> maybe when, um, that's, maybe when, that's maybe what when we Suki Lange opens again. We wish. Yeah. No, love is, guys. Keep, keep it real. Um, and, you know, chitty, chitty, bang, bang, goodbye. Uh, see you next week. Thanks, Dan. Here Thanks, it is. listeners. Rero and Stelly. Good night. Good night. Fucking up my mojo. I thought you were my home, bro. Keep it on the down low. Why you always frown, bro? Acting like a clown, bro. Victim of your pride, bro. I guess you're never down, bro. Fake just like your crowd, bro. Fuck your life is like Monet. Choose them like I'm Francis Bacon. Can't complain in cold frames. Since it's tearing rules are breaking, I can look the other way. When my angel ride on with me, let's sing out. She said, okay. My life is illustrated. I can look the other way. You're fucking up my mojo. I thought you were my home, bro. Keep it on the down low. Are you always frown, bro? Acting like a clown, bro. Victim of your pride, bro. I guess you're never down, bro. Fake just like a crowd, bro. Celebrating expiration, rolling up the celery. Okay. Swerving on trajectory. Spend my freedom wise. Okay. With the Bermuda Triangle hide me. They told me secrets quietly. Okay. Listen, skinny people, they're walking real quietly. They're walking real quietly. Sex, drugs, money, rock and roll. These are the things at home I don't. Passion, security, love my validity. Need a little cash, trying to do the remedy. Need a little cash, trying to do the remedy. It was at this moment that he knew. I prefer alternative, personal superlative Tell me where the love is gone, tell me where my spirit is I think I deserve this shit, my life is circulating things Something I will lose, and something I will always keep